Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, a virtual mentorship show for early stage entrepreneurs and busy professionals who care deeply about finding a healthy balance between work and the rest of our lives. If you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, drop a like, let us know that you watch the show. All right, so first of all, I wanna thank the Business Life and Coffee community for all of your birthday shout outs, all the love that you gave. It is much appreciated. I turned 33 this year and I couldn't be more excited about uh, just the direction where life is going. I have a beautiful family, a beautiful business. Um, the podcast is going well. It's more than a podcast at this point. It's actually a show. And uh, there's a reason why I'm trying to shift my language and shift my branding from being a podcast only to being a show because there's just a lot of fun things that are happening with getting on YouTube and getting on radio and moving towards live events. So I couldn't be more thrilled for this. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, all of those birthday shout outs. I, I think uh, if I had to give a kind of like, well, what, what's your... What are you looking forward to in this new year? And I said it on my Instagram, and you can follow me at uh, Joey V Price HR. But uh, on my Instagram, I posted this photo of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I talk about how every year I post a, a jersey, an athlete in a jersey with uh, the number that represents my age. And this one was pretty specific and unique because I wanted to pick an athlete who I thought really dominated and not only just dominated, but dominated with a system. And so 33 is all about developing systems, building a team of system-oriented professionals and putting software and technology in place that can help scale my business, scale my podcast, and all for what, right? All to make sure that on the business side, small businesses are being given the best HR that they can, uh, whether they're small businesses or startups. And for you, the podcast listener or the viewer, it's making sure that you are given the best information, the best quality show, and that we can reach as many people to help improve the lives of entrepreneurs and improve the lives of uh, the people that work with them and for them. So I just, again, want to say thank you very much for the birthday love. Uh, if you want to support the show. Uh, we'll talk about the Patreon and we'll talk about my business as well and some of the things that we do at Jumpstart. So thanks a lot. And now we're going to jump into the next segment called Mama, I Made It. Mama, I Made It is our weekly spotlight on entrepreneurs and change agents across the country. And this week's spotlight is on Daryl Pines, who is currently the Dean of University of Maryland College Park's A. James Clark School of Engineering. And the reason why I'm shouting him out is because he is going to be the new president of University of Maryland College Park. Selfishly, I'm shouting him out because I went there. I'm an alum, a proud alum. Go Terps. I root for Terps in every single sport that there is. You know, we're doing pretty good in basketball this year. Football, we we got Coach Locks and we're, we're growing. But uh, a lot of our other sports have been crushing it. Soccer, lacrosse, volleyball, et cetera, et cetera. So shout out to all of those sports as well. But Daryl Pines is the new president. And I love this hire because it's a, a hire from within. 
it's a hire from within and it is a hire of a person of color. And just so you know, uh, Dr. Pines has been with the university since 1995. He was an assistant professor and then he became the chair of the Department of Aerospace Engineering which is a program I would have never been able to get into because they have a lot of complex math and science, and that's just not my thing. I uh, wasn't a fan of physics. But anyway, he was the chair of the Department of Aerospace and Engineering, and then he became the dean of the engineering school in 2009. So Mr. Pines, Dr. Pines, has been a part of this organization for quite a long time. So it says a lot. It says, you know, A, we are an organization or institution that uh, values people that work within the organization and who give to the organization over a period of time. Also, it shows that there are career pathways in the organization for people of color, which is super important in this day of age where statistics show that businesses that are profitable and that are successful They benefit from diversity and inclusion with um, hiring, with retention, with pathways to leadership. There's tons and tons of research and data on that. We'll have to do a show on that soon. But um, diversity and inclusion is a way to go for organizations. And then another... um, Another aspect of this is that Dr. Pines has been super successful in bringing money to the organization. So uh, he was responsible for securing donor dollars during several fundraising campaigns, almost a quarter of a billion dollars for the engineering school. And that was a part of the university's recent $1 billion campaign. So Dr. Pines and his leadership uh, has been responsible for almost a quarter of the university's funding in this most recent campaign that they had. So shout out to you, Dr. Pines. Uh, As a proud alum, I just want to say congrats. And I hope you are successful in taking College Park into the next stratosphere of uh, what it means to be a successful public state university uh, and beyond. So kudos to you and kudos for all that will happen in the future success of the university. If you are not following University of Maryland College Park online and social media, they're everywhere. You can follow the uh, school accounts, athletic accounts, um, different schools have their own, uh, you know, colleges have their own uh, accounts within the uh, social media as well. And make sure you check out the website too. Uh, for University of Maryland. It's definitely a great school. I loved my time there. It was super fun. And uh, where would I be without being a member of College Parks alum? And my question for you is, where would your organization be without good HR? Well, I can tell you a few things that can happen if you don't have good HR in your organization. One, uh, your best employees will leave. And the reason why they will leave your organization is because they're going to see that it's chaotic, that there's no structure in place, that policies aren't defined. People are taking advantage of, you know, rules that are loosely enforced and they're not going to see pathways of growth and development in their organization. So your best people are going to leave. 
your worst people are going to thrive because they're seeing that they're able to capitalize on the chaos. And um, that's no fun for an organization. It really slows an organization down. It's demoralizing. It lowers morale. And another thing that's going to happen is as the owner of the company or as a leader of the company, you're going to be spending a lot of time doing things you don't want to do, you don't have to do. And it's going to take you a lot longer to complete those things. And you may get yourself in trouble if you are trying to do things that you're not as skilled in. I can tell you that uh, it's tax time and I have accountants, I have tax professionals to handle all of that stuff because you know what? I am not the one who is going to be able to manage my finances to the best degree possible. At some point, you've got to know when to throw in the towel and when to hire an expert. And so Jumpstart HR, we are your expert HR outsourcing team. If you're a small business or startup and you're looking for a way to uh, improve HR in your organization, then why not consider Jumpstart HR as your provider? You can reach us at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. That's Jumpstart HR. We are an HR outsourcing provider and we're here to help you at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. Now let's get back into the show. All right, we are here for While You Were Working. And this week on While You Were Working, we're turning our attention to an article that was in The Balance, uh, which is thebalance.com. And it's all about Valentine's Day retail. Valentine's Day retail uh, is booming in 2020. And experts say that there was a lot of money spent on Valentine's Day this year. Now, did you spend money? Did you receive gifts? Uh, let me know. Uh, let me know on the on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, your role in Valentine's Day or uh, this new thing that I'm seeing, Galentine's Day. If you spent money this weekend at all for any reason to show love to somebody else or yourself, let me know how that worked out for you and how much you spent because I'm gonna tell you what the average spend is for Americans. But anyway, The Balance uh, has an article and it says, uh, Valentine's Day celebrants spend more in 2020. Shoppers feeling the love this Valentine's Day. So uh, let's start with big numbers and get small. In Valentine's Day, shoppers plan to set new spending records. They'll add $27.4 billion to the economy, according to the National Retail Foundation. That's more than the $20.7 billion spent in 2019. My goodness, that's a lot of money. This gives a huge boost to retailers who cater to this market. It also points to rising consumer confidence. That's good news for the economy. Consumer spending drives almost 70% of the nation's total output. That makes it the largest component of gross domestic product, also known as GDP, if you ever uh, hear that. So what I wanted to call out from this article, though, I'm going to leave it in the show notes so that you can go ahead and uh, read it at your own convenience. But there's a few things that uh, really stand out to me. The first is that rising Valentine's Day sales over the past 10 years point to an increase in consumer confidence and a growing robust economy. Now, that is important because when it comes to uh, thinking about getting into the stock market, when it comes to thinking about starting a business or launching a new venture, 
um, you want to know that people are comfortable with spending money because if they're spending money and you are invested in the stock market, then uh, the stocks that you own or the mutual funds that you own, uh, those companies are going to be doing better. And so your uh, personal resources will grow as a result of that. Now, also, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, uh, if you work for a company that is in the Valentine space or even around the Valentine space, there is opportunity for you to uh, make money. I actually ran an ad with Jumpstart and um, those who are, are on our mailing list got it. And um, the, the headline was basically, um, don't let HR duties block date night or don't let HR duties get in the way of date night. And, you know, we don't sell candy, we don't sell flowers, but Jumpstart, what we do sell is time. And so finding a creative way to get in front of the Valentine's Day market, show how we can help um, business owners and um, leaders and organizations get more time back so that they can participate in Valentine festivities with the people that they love. That was super important because uh, the reality is, is, hey, if you are late at work because you can't pull away from an HR task or HR duty, um, somebody's going to be mad at you for that. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it, it's just going to go all downhill from there. So our promise was, you know, schedule contacts with us or, you know, go to our website, get a 15 minute consultation, find out how you can get time for what you care about. And that's likely going to be a date night, a vacation, spending time with your family, et cetera, et cetera. So the spending confidence is up. And so as a business, you can get in front of uh, that market. Another thing that I thought was really cool is that gift giving is not limited to significant others. It includes family members, friends, coworkers, and classmates, and even pets. Now, the last one really kind of threw me off for a little bit. I mean, I'm not a pet owner, so... I can't relate, but people are really giving Valentine's Day gifts to their pets, to animals. If that's you, let me know. Tag me on a picture of your pet enjoying what you got them for Valentine's Day. But that's just to show that the market uh, for Valentine's Day is expanding into territory that to me seems new, but it may have been there all along. Who knows? You know, maybe Fido back in 1990 was getting doggy treats because it's Valentine's Day. I don't know. But um, there's so much opportunity out there if you are an entrepreneur and you want to benefit from getting in front of advertising and eyes and consumers for holidays. So let me know what you think. Oh, I forgot to tell you the average spend for the holidays, the average holiday spend for Valentine's Day was $162 per person. So uh, the average person is spending $162 on themselves, their significant others, friends, coworkers, classmates, and pets. So if you spent more than that, maybe it's time to budget. Uh, but if you spent less than that, kudos to you for staying on track. I... I don't even know what I spent, but it wasn't anywhere near $162 because we kept it pretty simple this year for Valentine's Day, especially because my birthday was the day before. So money was spent on me. <laughs> but that is uh, that is why you are working. This is our segment about 
news and info that you would want to know and that you can benefit from um, that you may not have paid attention to while you were working. All right. Guess what is working every single week? Uh, the team behind the Business Life and Coffee Show. And we're working to deliver great content, actionable content, stuff that you can use to improve your business, to improve your life. Y'all, we're, we're helping you, you know, get into the stock market. We're helping you capitalize in entrepreneurship. We're helping you uh, lead better at work, be a better coworker, be a better teammate. And all of this is done uh, for your benefit. And so if you'd like to say thank you, if you'd like to uh, help dictate the direction that the show is going, why not consider being a part of our Patreon group? Now, Patreon is a website that rewards creators for producing content, and it also gives you valuable access inside the brand. So on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash BLC, you'll find that we have special groups, special chat groups, special newsletters. We've got uh, weekly hangouts. Uh, we've got just ways that you can get coaching from me on how to grow your business and all this different stuff that you don't want to miss, merch as well. So why don't you take a look at our Patreon? That's patreon.com slash BLC. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash BLC. Help us with the show and you'll be rewarded with merch, perks, and tons of appreciation from my team. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, now it's time for Coffee Shop Q&A. Coffee Shop Q&A is a segment where we dive right into mentorship, either with a guest interview, a topic I've been thinking about lately that I want to share with you, or responding to your questions. If you want me to answer a question on the show, you know how to reach me. That's jprice at jumpstart-hr.com or tweet me, DM me, Joey V. Price on Twitter or Instagram. So by the time that you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, or wait, I should say show, watching or listening to this show, I will have spoken at the University of Maryland for a group of dental students that are interested in entrepreneurship. And they asked me to speak about how to develop an entrepreneurship mindset. Now, if I can be honest, I don't know that there's one singular mindset for entrepreneurs because it's it's like why anyone does anything else. There are many different motivating factors. There are many different reasons why people do things. However, if I were to reflect on my own journey, if I were to reflect on some of the things that I've studied, if I were to reflect on just conversations with friends that are also entrepreneurs and what helps make them successful, I have found that there are four things that you must pay attention to. You must pay attention to these things if you want to, first of all, become a successful entrepreneur. If you want to just one day wake up and call yourself an entrepreneur, you can do that. It requires no discipline. It requires nothing. You can just go out, buy your, a website, buy a domain, tell people you're in business, and boom, you're an entrepreneur. However, if you want to succeed, take it from me. I've been in business for nine years. I've seen companies come. I've seen companies go. I've seen companies, older people start a business, drain their 401k and have nothing to show for it. I've seen young professionals uh, skip college and 
pursue entrepreneurship and not have vision and direction in their life for how they should be the kind of vision and direction that you need in order to be successful. And I've seen them flail out and be disappointed. Um, so really, there, even though there are different reasons and motivating factors for people to become entrepreneurs, the truth is there are common threads for successful people. So I want to share with you those, those four things that I have in mind that I shared with the group at University of Maryland. And so the first thing that you need to have, and you can write these down because there's, it's an acronym. So mindset is an acronym. So M-I-N-D. There are four things. M, you need to have a mission to pursue. This is the first thing because you need to be able to answer, why are you in business? Why did you decide to do this versus any other thing? Why are you throwing your time and talent and uh, other investment, which we'll get into later, but why are you choosing to do this above every other thing that you could be doing in life? So you need to have a mission to pursue. And so if you're listening to this or watching this and you're unsure of what mission to have, there are three basic missions that each entrepreneur sets out to accomplish. Now, you don't have to do all three, but usually successful entrepreneurs are doing at least one of these things. So as a entrepreneur, you are solving problems, providing pleasure, or making others profitable. So you're solving problems, as in someone's got a toothache and you've built a dental practice that can eliminate toothaches. You're providing pleasure. Uh, let's say you have created a experience or a trip or an event or a, a club or a lounge or a restaurant that people enjoy. They take their time and invest in your organization because you bring them pleasure or you make people profitable. So that's like a, a marketing company or an, an HR company where because people work with you, they're able to accelerate their vision and make more money. Um, you become a banker, you become a, a, a wealth coach, you become a finance coach. You make people profitable because they spend $1,000 with you to make 2000 to make 3000 to make 40000 But they know that because they're investing in your services or your product, they're going to become more profitable. So you've got to have a mission to pursue. You've got to solve problems, provide pleasure, or make others profitable. And this is the most important thing because... People get into business because of selfish reasons. And if you get into business for selfish reasons, it will show. If you're in business because you want more time in your day, because you want to make you know, lots of money or you want to, you know, you just got tired of your nine to five and you didn't want to, you know, have a boss anymore. Um, those are okay reasons, but they can't be your primary reason. You have to have a mission to pursue. The next thing you need to have is an investment to make. So once you have a mission, you have to figure out what you're going to do to uh, accelerate that mission, to move further, faster, and to get over and around roadblocks that may have stopped other people. So um, there are three types of investments that you can make. You make time investments, which means you're studying 
you're uh, looking at your industry, you're working, you're, you're spending the time to invest in your business. Another investment you're making is money. You know, after you have completed a sale, uh, do you take that money and you spend it on a trip or do you take some of that money and you invest in hiring a team or upgrading your software, upgrading your systems and making your business better and more sustainable for the long haul? Uh, and then another uh, not so advertised investment that you can make is in relationships. That's business partners, that's customers, that's prospective customers. You know, what are you doing to help make your name and your brand be a lot, well, be likable? Um, There's a, a old adage that says people have to know you, like you, try you, and then buy you. So many people, so many entrepreneurs rush to that buy phase that they don't realize that people have to know who you are first and they have to like you. And that's done through investing in relationships. The next thing is you've, you've got your mission, you've got investments, and then you have to realize there's, there's always newness to discover. Now, I say newness because it fits the uh, acronym, but really, you know, this could be innovation. Um, but newness to discover. You must understand that your business needs to always evolve and you need to push yourself to be open to new learning. Um, when I started my business back in 2011, there was no way that I could have foreseen um, that I'd be doing the things that I'm doing now. A lot of my core business is the same. Yes, helping companies with handbooks, helping them with recruiting, helping them with difficult HR problems. But the reality is the way that that's done is um, has evolved. Uh, it's evolved into video coaching. It's evolved into webinars and podcasts. And it's evolved into partnerships with different organizations that help our business reach that goal. And so you've got to be able to innovate, be adaptive, be flexible. Uh, there's a story of Kodak and how Kodak there they had an opportunity to create uh, the kind of technology that we see in our smartphones, the camera technology that we see. But Kodak was so invested and rooted in doing things the old way that they never realized that the world around them was changing. And so they got left behind. And while people may buy Kodak film still, people don't often buy film cameras. It's all digital these days. It's all in your phone, uh, in your camera, um, your digital camera, things that take batteries. And um, they just got left behind. So you always have to know that there's newness to discover and you have to push your business to innovate and do things in a new and better way. And the last thing, which is the, which is very important, you know, I, you, you need to book in things, you know, what's the most important and then what's the second most important and make sure those things are like at the beginning and the end, but it's discipline through it all. You have to have discipline through it all. You will not be able to lead others until you are able to lead yourself. And the truth is, if you want to go into business and you want to be successful, you have to realize that. Uh, your dream and your mission is going to take more resources than you personally have, more time than you personally have, more skill than you personally have, more ability than you personally have, more money than you personally have. It's just going to take more. And so the way that people are attracted 
to your mission and the way that they figure out if you're somebody that can be followed is with your discipline. And discipline just means how committed are you to staying on task, moving towards executing on deliverables, and are you able to do that over and over again so that it's not just a one and done or a uh, momentary thing? You've got to have discipline through it all. So that's how you have an entrepreneurship mindset. Let me know if you thought that these were helpful. And thanks for tuning in to the Business Life of Coffee show. And I will see you next week.